This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Ginger King. Ginger is the founder of Grace Kingdom Beauty, a cosmetic product development firm in New Jersey specializing in helping you to create your beauty brand from concept to launch. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Uh, I grew up in beauty. I came from Taiwan when I was 16 years old. And I actually wanted to become a makeup artist because I see how makeup can transform people. However, being an Asian background, it's very important for me, if not to get a PhD, at least a master's degree. So I was like, okay, then I'll learn how to make cosmetics and become a cosmetic chemist because a science degree is considered a good profession for Asian families. So that's how I started in the cosmetic industry. And um, when I after I graduated, my first position was actually with Dole Foods Company, the pineapple company, because there weren't a lot of cosmetic companies around in California. So I moonlighted at uh, Macy's at, at the Lauder counter during nights and weekends to fulfill my makeup artist dream. So I do have retail experience. And then, of course, I then transitioned into uh, cosmetics in Southern California and then New York. So I do have about 25 years experience in formulation cosmetics. And I also have sales experience in raw materials because you need the innovation to uh, to create products. So I was on raw material side as well. Then there was this opportunity that a client of mine uh, want to have her own skincare line. I helped her to develop it. And then I started wanting to be a consultant and pursue my own dream as well. That's awesome. And it's obviously interesting, that kind of pressure. I know I'm from Eastern Europe and there's that education pressure. So I know it's huge in terms of, you know, getting, you know, a, a medical degree or a doctorate or being in finance or something of that nature. So that obviously motivated you because you, like you said, you wanted to possibly do makeup and not in the sense that you escalated, obviously, in, in the makeup industry. But I think how did kind of relationships over time also helped you? Because I think uh, relationships and maintaining great relationships and contacts with people over your kind of business and career are huge. How has that kind of impacted you and helped you grow over time? Well, uh, beauty industry in particular is very small. Actually, my first job as a cosmetic chemist, people tell me you never burn any bridges because, you know, it's going to hurt you uh, in the long run. So actually, every single position I have, they were also networking rather than uh, job searching. I mean, there were positions I got simply because of a Christmas card. Hello. So, you know, so that's how I maintain relationship. And I do believe network network is your net worth. And I also believe in mentorship. Yeah, I think that's huge. I think actually, because we met on Clubhouse, a lot of rooms are about kind of like imposter syndrome. And then like the reverse of it, I don't know the syndrome, but it's like, 
when you first start out, when you're young, you think you know it all. And then when you get to the top of your career, it's like, well, you start doubting yourself. Am I really worthy to be here? So I feel like having a mentor or having some kind of grounded foundation like that, or seeing somebody or having somebody in your life that's been there that can give you feedback, I think it's important to kind of guide you as well, like you mentioned mentorship. Uh, so for some people, for people in beauty, uh, who I've looked upon as uh, Mr. Lenny Lauder of Estee Lauder, it's also the reason why I want to be in beauty because I want to be like Lauder one day, kind of mover and shaker in the beauty industry. On a personal entrepreneurial journey, uh, I have two mentors. One is Damon John of Shark Tank, the other one is Green Cardone. Uh, he just recently had this undercover billionaire show, which is super inspirational because it's a reality show. Yeah, I saw I saw him in a lot of rooms on Clubhouse sharing that. So it's, it's funny. I actually like watched it a little bit with five kids running around and everything else. It's hard to watch TV. But yeah. So what motivates you to succeed? Obviously, those motivations may have changed over time with the variables in your life. But what currently motivates you to succeed? Uh, I already invested a lot of my time, energy and money into learning from the business moguls. And I want to be their success story. I also want to prove to myself, uh, to my family, I can be it in the beauty industry. Yeah, and it's also like motivating because you know you did immigrate from another country and you are a woman. So it's kind of twofold in terms of breaking through the industry and really showing other women, and especially women that you know have immigrated, that sometimes you get to a new country, it's kind of scary in terms of opportunity. You may not know the language, you may not, you know, people may give you bad advice that kind of puts you off. So I think it being a role model for others and reaching your success is important as well. And I also want to prove to people it's like, yeah, you may have a cultural restriction on what you can do, but then if you really have the true passion, you can break through. Yeah, I agree. I think I often, like if I'm hiring somebody, I look at um, wisdom over knowledge. So experiences that people have been through and their passion and hunger to learn something. Because I think if you're hungry enough, you can learn or teach anyone anything. But if you're just like, you come out of school and you have, well, I, I personally did, you know, I came out of school and right when the recession hit in 2008 and I thought, you know, I have a degree, I'm going to get a job and that's not how it works. So I had to pivot into another opportunity and another career. But I think a lot of people need kind of like that level headedness or being kind of scared straight that just because you're in a bubble like college or you expect something to happen, you're not in control of anything around you. So like with last year and pandemics and lockdowns and things like that, but making it and making the most of it and, and helping it benefit you to succeed. So, you know, even though there was a pandemic, I still networked. I still went on other shows. I still interviewed people. I still developed business relationships. So just because you're not in control of the things around you doesn't mean you can't still thrive in that environment as well. Correct. So what's one thing that you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Uh, in the past, I would say actually, um, like I kind of being a spectator rather than uh, <laughs> engaging with people. But then because you being a spectator, you can really listen and focus on learning from other people's mistake, learning from other people's wisdom. And I take notes for me. I take mental notes as well as physical notes. So I can turn this into a positive. There are other, because if you are the one that keep talking, you may not be listening to other people. 
Yeah, I think a main point of communication is being a good listener because you truly can't hear someone if you're doing all the talking and you may not necessarily understand where they're coming from. I, I'm guilty of that all the time. I think my wife would attest to that. Like I just talk and don't necessarily listen to what was said. So I think it's important to kind of like you said, get those mental notes, really understand what like where people are coming from or even where we met in terms of clubhouse, really listening to people's questions and not just speaking just to speak or like plugging in terms of looking like an expert, really being thoughtful and giving great advice based on experiences. And like you said, really listening to really understand where someone is coming from, because there is oftentimes like I moderated a room and there's other moderators that that person asked the question like, no, I don't, you know, I didn't come from that direction. Then I would interject like, is this what you mean? Because I, I sat there and, and listened to that response or that question fully. So I think it's important, you know, in personal relationships and business. So there's a great line of communication and there's no disagreement because truly, if you're not listening, then you're not on the same page. Mm -hmm. So what's one thing that motivates you to succeed? I know you mentioned that a little bit, but like in terms of advice for the audience, what can you give in terms of some of those motivations in terms of personal and professional? So what kind of advice can you leave for the audience? You really need to know your why. When you start anything, the first uh, thing is you need to have clarity on why are you doing this. It's like I do consulting. I have like people asking me how to help them to start their own beauty business. The first question I ask is why? Because a lot of people, if you just want to make this as a second income source or you want this to be your main gig, your motivation determines the outcome of the results. So uh, knowing your why is extremely important. Yeah, I think so, too. It's the groundwork and the framework. So even, you know, asking a question, why are you asking that? Or, you know, if you have a business problem, what's the root of it? Or having your foundation kind of secure or your core values. So understanding, you know, what you're looking to accomplish, like you said, and where you're looking to go and things that you may be willing or not willing to compromise on as a business person, as a company that really will guide you throughout that business journey, because some opportunities may come, they look great, but they don't align with your core values or who you are. Sometimes you need to turn down the shiny things that look like this great thing, but they may not align with you. They may be a negative kind of impact on your brand. And, and having that core uh, guidance and that kind of foundation really establishes that and makes those decisions easier in the future where you really know what you're trying to achieve. Uh -huh. So in terms of kind of a uh, clubhouse, let me switch to that. How has that helped you in terms of networking and meeting people and kind of being part of the conversation? Are you utilizing it for kind of your business or are you just being part of the conversation and things of that nature? I would say it's been incredible because I actually met three senior editors from Forbes, from uh, the forum and uh, my Two of my mentors, they are on there constantly, Damon Zhang and uh, Grant Cardone. So every time when they talk, I always uh, go to their uh, forum. And uh, also a lot of different beauty-related um, topic. And every time after uh, going on the stage with the beauty-related topic, I also get uh, tons of DMs. Wanting, it's like helping my business, actually. Yeah, and I think Clubhouse is truly a, a social platform in terms of audio and actually brings about like the evolution of technology. How have you like, obviously, I don't know necessarily a lot about the beauty industry, but how have you kind of like adapted through the years and uh, and took in the technology and advancements within the industry and used it to your benefit? I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in terms of creation and things like that and different technologies that you've had to implement and learn and things of that nature. In terms of beauty? Yeah. 
in terms of the industry, in terms of creation or just, you know, processes? Has that changed over time at all? Or uh, Actually, beauty is very related to the sensorial uh, aspect. So like when you develop like a lipstick, how the lip click can impact to the quality of the product. Some people want to hear the click. So everything is interrelated and a lot of uh, beauty devices out there right now is all driven by new technology. Yeah, and I think some people are uh, hesitant to adopt. I know some people in certain industries that still refuse to get a website, so they don't see the value of the internet. Like industries I've worked in, in terms of like legal, so large, medium, uh, small size law firms around the country, because they they're used to kind of a traditional model of referrals or going through those like paperback like uh, registrars in terms of referrals as well. So I think being an adopter of technology, regardless of the space you're at, like with with Clubhouse, I wasn't a uh, iPhone or Apple user. I switched over because I saw the early adaptation potential of Clubhouse. So I installed the app on my wife's phone, and then that got old real quick because I was using her phone. I've been a native Android user since Android came out, and I was up for a renewal, and I saw the value of it. So I said, you know, why not? All my family has iPhones, so for FaceTime and stuff like that. So I think taking a jump like that I guess getting out of the comfort zone of Android to Apple because I saw the value of the platform and it actually has been more valuable than I thought it would be. I actually use iPad for my clubhouse. It works better for me because I don't have uh, the interruptions of phone calls. Do you have an iPhone as well? But I have an can... iPhone as well, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't have a iPhone. I tried to install it on my wife's um, iPad, and it was just the, the Wi-Fi, and I couldn't find it in the App Store. Oh, okay. Which is weird, but yeah. <laughs> but So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you have going on? Sure. Uh, two things. One is I do have a brand also built uh called the Fan Love Beauty. It's actually inspired by Damon Zhang. I created a lip product for him and loved by him. It's the very first vegan lip balm for speakers or for podcasters, for people who talk a lot because we tend to have a dry lips because we talk so much. <laughs> and um, it's available. If you use uh, 10X as uh, the coupon code is 10% off on my website, fanlovebeauty.com. Also, uh, if you want to find me, you can... the. The best way to find me is probably on my IG, the Beauty Shark Ginger. Then you can hear uh, what I do and like see what I do as well. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.